Welcome to the SeedCast, brought to you by Armor Seed. Okay, we want to welcome everyone to the Armor SeedCast today. I have with me a couple of guys from Smart Farm Systems, kind of looking to, to revolutionize the irrigation business. I have Brandon Fence with me, who's one of the co-founders of the company. And then I have Matt Willie, who's the vice president of sales, and we're going to have a conversation about their products and how they are going to help us with our irrigation and farming. Guys, why don't you take a second and introduce yourselves to the audience. Brandon, you go first. Thanks for having us, Kelly. Uh, Brandon Finch, um, co-founder of Smart Farm Systems. I come from a family farm here in northeast Arkansas. Um, spent you know, a lifetime on the farm, spent about 20 years working on the farm, and uh, we have a lot of irrigation pumps and really focus on trying to be as efficient as we possibly can. Um, Years ago, a friend of mine come to me with an idea about using what he used in home automation on a farm and asked me if it could help. I spent a little time, thought about it, and I was like, man, we're really inefficient at what we do due to the fact that we can't be at all these pumps at once. I was like, that's that's a starting place, and, and he could get us there. So, you know, uh, he partnered up with a lot of the people that – helped him get to where he was in the home automation business and and that's where smart farm was born you know it's it's really it's really focused on what we call wrenchable data um it's it's simple cop data that you can actually make decisions upon and and create efficiency efficiency on the farm Uh, matt won't you give us your background a little bit yeah thanks kelly for having us as well Uh, my background's a little bit more diverse Um, obviously i grew up in jonesboro arkansas so been around the farming industry for for quite a while now, and ended up in a, with a company called House Industries, and we actually, during my time there, we developed an ag line, and so that kind of got me back in the ag business, um, and I developed dealer networks throughout the country, and basically, Brandon, uh, Ryan Herringer, some of the other guys that were starting Smart Farm, listening to them over the last few years, certainly piqued my interest, um, and Basically, they, they came to me and, and uh, wanted me to mirror what we've done and set up dealer networks, and it was an opportunity for me to get back into it. But really what I saw in Smart Farm is a way to revolutionize farming in general and change the way people farm. So very interested in that. So that's how I ended up at Smart Farm. I appreciate that introduction, Matt. Brandon, why don't you uh, give us a little background as to the why of Smart Farm? I mean, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit in your intro, but a company like this, a startup in the technology sector, in something that a lot of people already think they know about, irrigation, what kind of drew you and the partners to Smart Farm or to, to take on this type of thing? Well, that, that touches back to the wrenchable data. You know, I, I started thinking about it that day, and I'm, what things are we not efficient at now? And, uh, and it really revolves around time. Um, and, and the, the ability to be in all places at once, which is virtually impossible without telemetry and automation. So, uh, you know, the why is to, to basically drive profitability through efficiency. Um, no, no matter what it is on the farm, you have to continuously be growing and, and creating more efficiency through seed technology, tractor technology, um, now irrigation technology. Uh, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. Um, so... That's that's really what what got my attention, and, and literally it was in the simplest things, um, just as simple as an all off button with ninety plus wells 
being able to turn all my pumps off at once saves a considerable amount of water, time, fuel, saves lives because of, you know, people driving down muddy roads trying to get to equipment or, you know, the worst case scenario. And, and most farmers really turn red when they admit this. They just leave it running until they can get to it. And, uh, and that's, that's really like I, I was thinking, man, if we can just do that, we will have improved something. Why don't you expand just a little bit on that? Because you made such a good point a minute ago about the number of pumps. If you take somebody that has 50, 60 pumps on their farm, how long would that take them to get around and actually look at all those pumps? Um, one person, it would take several hours. In our situation, it, it may be six people dividing the 90 pumps amongst them in the morning, and it still typically takes them roughly an hour, an hour and a half to get around and make adjustments, turn things on, turn things off. Um, you know, so which that led to one of the first pieces of automations we had in there was was time, just putting a timer on it, a digital timer. Uh, and so how does that work? You know, for us, typical sets are 10 hours a piece. Um, and we try to irrigate, you know, as quickly as possible because it would be better to irrigate at night but it would take four nights and then fields wouldn't be dry to get, you know, chemical applications taken care of in the following week. So you do it in daily routines, morning and night. Um, when you run a 10 hour set and you start one at 6 a.m., you come back at 4 a.m. to change it. Nobody shows back up at 2 a.m. to kill it or bring it to the next set. So there in itself is four hours of inefficiency. And when you think about, you're talking about your six folks, split up going and doing things the things that they're going to do are things today that can only be done if they are at the well site that's correct correct so when you think about the things that smart farm or as i understand it the things that smart farm are bringing to the farm rather than having to be physically at the the well site we can monitor that on our farm from an interface an app interface am i do i have that right that, that, that's, that's correct, correct. So why don't you expand just a tick, and then we'll get to Matt, about I know your family farm here in Northeast Arkansas uses Smart Farm today. What is your family seeing? You know, what are the comments? I know your dad is the kind of the hierarchy there. He runs the farm for the most part. What are the comments that he's had about Smart Farm? How's it made his life easier? Well, of course, you know, being an older gentleman in his 60s, it, it it's like any other piece of technology. He scratched his head when I told him what we were doing. Um, and now he uses it daily. Just really, it, we have multiple weather stations over there, and he loves the fact that he can tell, you know, what happened, you know, in, in probably about 18 miles from top to bottom of what we farm. And there's a lot of difference in, in the amount of rain you can you can receive in that kind of distance and winds and things like that. So when it comes to applying pesticides or or planting or harvesting, he knows what's going on before he even gets there. So he's touching it daily, which is, is really cool for me to see a, an older guy do that. No offense, Dad. Um. <laughs> well, you told me too. I know you and I, we talk some. Uh, and I know one story you told me that I thought was really interesting is that your mom and dad were on vacation and you were talking about the fact that he didn't have to worry as much about his farm when he was on vacation because he was able to monitor what was going on because 
irrigation is one of the uh, one of our most productive things we do on the farm. So people want to make sure they're in control of it, right? So he, I remember you telling me he was able to be on vacation and actually kind of enjoy being on vacation because he could monitor it and not worry about it so much. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he being able to, to just see that things are running because before then it was basically, do you trust the person you're talking to? Hey, did you get everything taken care of? Yeah, boss. You don't know if it happened. Now he's able to see run times. Is the motor running? Is the motor not operating correctly? All these triggers that, that can identify to him, then he can step in and say, you know, hey, I need you to get over here and, and help with this. And, and, and eventually they want to get to the point where all the guys that are actually monitoring the pumps will be looking at that as well. But, yes, it, I mean, anytime you can monitor something from afar, it gives you a peace of mind where you're not worried about things not being taken care of properly. Well, let's, let's transition a little here and let, let Matt fill us in some. We got Brandon here who uses it on his family farm, and then Matt who's selling it to farmers. So as you've sold smart farm systems here the past 6, 8, 10, 12 months, what's, what are the comments you're getting from growers? What, how are they using the equipment? What are their comments after they buy the equipment? I know from talking to you guys, uh, a lot of maybe sometimes growers are kind of like Brandon's dad. They have a little, um, they're a little suspect of it, right, until they get it. So what, what, are you, what are you hearing from farmers? Yeah, Kelly, it's all over the board. You know, the, typically what we hear, though, is everybody's a little skeptical in the beginning. I mean, you're looking in, at running your app or running your irrigation off a cell phone, off a smartphone or an iPad. And so the older farmers especially, they're, they're skeptical of this. They're used to going over and pushing that button and turning that pump on or pushing that button and turning that pump off. So once they, once they typically get it in, I'll give you a quick story. We've got, we got a guy, and I won't name his name in, in cash, that they put in, the landowner actually bought the equipment, and we put in eight pumps, nine pumps, flow meters, weather station, moisture sensors out in the field, water level sensors in, in rice fields. This guy, once we went to decommission what we would call leave the farm, show him how to use the app, we realized they didn't even have a smartphone. I mean, the guy, this is, and so we're looking around at each other and like, what are we going to do? We're going to have to go buy this guy an iPad just to be able to, to run his system. And uh, he goes, well, wait a second. Now I do have a computer in the office. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so we went in there and he had a, probably a 1990s model Dell computer that hadn't been updated in no telling how long. Uh, one of our engineers got a hold of it and got our app downloaded on it. And when I left that place that, that day, I said, you know what, this guy, this is, it's not, he's never going to use this. I mean, just wasn't interested in it at all. About two weeks later, I get a call from him out of the blue. And I won't mention any names, but he, uh, he called me. He goes, you know what, Matt? He goes, I never realized. He goes, y'all, you can monitor all kinds of stuff. But he goes, but I never realized how many times I drive around the 1,600 acres, which is all in one block. It's all got good roads all the way around it. Never realized how many times I drive around it a day just checking to see if my pump was running right, checking to see if that drive shaft was still spinning and not out in the field somewhere. And he goes, now, he goes, man, I can get on my computer and I can see automatically that it's running and it's running correctly. Everything's good. The backside of that story is the first time I went to that guy's farm shop, it was a total wreck. I mean, <laughs> bass boat in there that had stuff all over it. 
Next time I went, about three weeks later, clean as a whistle. So, you know, that's the way, that's kind of the way what we're seeing out there in the field. Everybody's skeptical, and rightfully so, but technology is a tool. It's no different than your tractor, it's no different than that disc, it's no different than that planter. Once you learn to use it, become really, really reliant on it. Especially when you think about the, the trend that ag has had with technology. So, we're all very familiar nowadays with auto steer technology, but just maybe five years ago, there were a lot of people who wouldn't spend the money on auto steer because they'd always done it a certain way. Once they got the auto steer, it, they can't live without it because it makes them so much more efficient. Brandon, you, you've we've we've spoken enough that I know how you feel about being efficient on the farm. Uh, specifically, if you can come up with with a couple of examples, what specifically a smart farm done for y'all's farm make to make you more efficient? And I'm, I'm going to say this and speak for the other farmers involved because I, I hear from them as well that's in our area that are that are using it. Um, it's, it's just giving the time back. It's, we're we're going to be there working for most, most intensive pers- purposes. You're there doing something. It's just what are you doing with your time? And uh, giving that time back and that peace of mind about, about things being operational and not having to go check on it, gives you more time to go manage the things that need to be managed better weed management market prices um you know personnel management you know that that's it's it's really easy when you got that many pumps for people to go oh, i'm out checking water and they're just out driving around there's no need to check when you can all look on a screen and you're back at the head shed and you can say well while we're here let's work on what's coming next we're going to spray next week. Is everything ready to go? You know, that's, that's, that's how you get ahead of yourself. And um, that's what my dad just preaches about. Is, you know, it's just being ready for that next thing coming as opposed to reacting to the next thing coming. You uh, mentioned just a second ago, as, as you were talking, you said managing time. You're going to be there. But you also, I've heard from a couple of folks that I know that are installing these systems that it kind of gives them back some of their personal time too. You know, they could be at a baseball game and be that their kid is playing in that they typically would miss and be able to monitor that irrigation that's going on. And I I don't, this is just, I'm a little biased here because we're in ag, so we we think we work harder than everybody else, right? Uh, But to, to think about the fact that most people don't realize how much time it takes to do what farmers do and how much they miss. And when you think about getting part of your life back, you know, I don't want to be too flowery about it, but, but getting part of your life back is, to me, something that uh, I think is very important for this system. Would, would you agree with that? I, yes, very much. I, I mean, to this day, I can tell you about how many football games my dad made it to because yeah. I could turn around and see him, and even at 18 years old, would be like, man, that's awesome. He made it because it was, you know, he was in, also in cotton farming and just never worked out where he could be at everything. Sure. So. You know, again, technology has offered him the ability to get more free time. Same thing with this. First time a, a guy my age put it in on his entire farm, uh, we weren't even really completely finished. So he called me and said, hey, can you shut them all off? we got a big thunderstorm. So I hit the all off button. And I said, all right, go home. Literally, while he's on the phone. And he just said, he stopped and said, man, I'm just ashamed to admit how much time I've missed with my family 
doing this. And, and he goes, that in itself has made it worth it. I don't care what else it does. And that, that was just like a very powerful moment for me. Like I didn't think of it because I was, again, Mr. Efficiency. I just want to think about how can I make things more efficient to, to make things better. I wasn't thinking about that personal space. And, and that, that really made it worth everything that, that we've done to get this company up and going. You, you have any Some, stories about that, Matt? Yeah, well, I just kind of want to touch a little bit on that. How do we save time with this system? A um, couple different ways. Now, you can set a timer, like an egg timer, on your pumps. So in 10 hours, you don't have to go back by there. You know that pump's going to automatically turn off. How, many, how much time does that save when you're running 10, 12 pumps at a, at a time? A lot of times they don't get turned off. And then we overwater, what happens? Hurts yields. We can also uh, rainstorms, weather station out there. We know we can get an alert. We get a half inch of rain. It can automatically shut down the pump. Saves us time. We don't have to drive back to the farm. We don't have to tear up that road. We don't have to turn off all those pumps. We can either automate it to do it, or it can give me a, a just a simple message, and we can hit that all off button at one time. So those are ways that you can that just off the top of my head that you're actually saving time uh, to kind of touch on what Brandon was 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 talking about there. I think that's really good. It actually transitioned us to a place where I'd like to go. Let's take each individual piece of equipment and talk about it a little bit. Talk about what it does, what it does for the grower, how efficient it is. So when you think about the pump, so let's talk about a diesel pump first. What can I what can I monitor with my diesel pump? Yeah, diesel pump, first and foremost, we're going to monitor uh, on-off, okay, the basic thing. We're also going to monitor uh, your RPMs as it's running. So that's always important. We RPMs are a pretty important function. If it fluctuates one way or another, we may have a problem. We can immediately notif be notified of that problem. Uh, we're going to be we're going to monitor battery level. How, um, battery level is always important. I mean, if I if I don't know my battery level, some guy might might have came and stole the battery overnight. I go to turn the pump on. Guy go to the store and get a battery. So these are things that you can look at on the app and immediately know. Hey, I've got zero volts or it's offline due to a battery. Take a battery with you when you go to turn it on. Uh, we can also uh, monitor fuel level which is also important. I was talking to a guy the other day, has 200 diesel pumps out there, power units throughout his farm. One guy goes around every day and fills diesel tanks. With our system, you can pull them all up and say, hey, these are all below half, just go fill these every day. So another thing we can monitor with diesels. And, and then electric's just a little different. And let's, I think I read somewhere where the diesel side can't turn them on. Am I right about that? only turn those off because of the safety and some of the issues there that's correct uh years ago when we started we did a little survey i would say about 200 growers i think i had one say man i'd be interested in turning a diesel on you know anybody on this that has farmed will understand when i say these are older motors they need to be they need to to be looked at when they're turned on belts need to be checked almost every one of them has to have a little bit of oil daily um and to be honest, the liability involved of starting something with a cranking drive shaft uh, would be outside of my comfort zone. Um, so, but turning off—that's again—that's there immediately. We're like, yes, that that could be a benefit. So, transition to the electric well a little bit because it's a little different. What can we monitor there? Yeah, uh, on electric well, we're basically again monitoring on off. We can turn the electric well on from the app, or we can turn it off. We're also monitoring RPM on uh, um, on the electric, and then we're monitoring flow. Basically, 
that's about it on electrics. I don't know what else we. And, and there's some interior that. systems that prevent the well from coming on if it doesn't have the proper three legs of current. And if uh, you have a lot of times with electric wells during the heat of the day, it may shut itself off due to, to power surges. Um, this timer allows for the water and deeper drive sh- or different di- deeper well shafts for the water to go all the way down before it let it turn it back on. So it's really nothing that you can monitor. But it, again, it's about protecting that equipment. Hey, Kelly, one thing I do want to talk about real quick, you know, Brandon was talking about the diesel pump a little bit and what all we can do, and I spoke a little bit about it. But one thing these guys did when they developed this app that's so cool and my guys love, they put maintenance miners on the diesel pumps. So it's basically just like your truck. You you set the hours. As that thing's running, it's just running the clock down. It'll get a notified, hey, you need to go change the oil. You need to change the fan belt. You need to change the fuel filter. The great thing about that, not only do you get notified, and you can look at all of them and at any point and see where they're at in their, in their time clock, but it also get, allows you to put the actual part number for your oil filter, your fuel filter, your fan belt. So if we know we have a problem somewhere, you've got to send Joey out there to go fix that fan belt. Hey, it's his part number. Go pick that one up. No more driving all the way over there, figuring out you got the wrong fuel filter, driving all the way back to the store to get the right one, we eliminate that. One of the really, really cool features that these guys came up with when they built the app. just continues to, to show that it's built around efficiency, right? I mean, it's just it, that's the whole mindset of, of it from what I've seen and heard. So talk to me a little bit about the flow meters. I know that's something that, that is interesting. I know with all the irrigation talk in the country today and – monitoring things which we have to monitor our our flow today but it's kind of a guess in most cases but tell me about the flow meter brandon what 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 am i what am i seeing when i've got a flow meter on my well we have two ways of monitoring flow um by meter or by just flow sensor uh flow sensor is just basically on off because no matter what you're doing on the app you need to know if water's coming out of the discharge if you see that an engine is running or an electric well is running and there's no water coming out of the discharge, well, the app will automatically kill the motor now, but you have lost a drive shaft. Something has become separated. So that's And it's also monitoring pump time, and for record-keeping purposes, you could take a one-time reading with the static water meter and say, all right, if the well ran 23 hours at 2,200 gallons per minute, you know, do your math. Uh, for people that want to get a little bit more analytical about it, um, we have a flow meter uh, that will actually take, it counts pulses just like any other flow meter. Um, and it is, you know, as reported with telemetry and data logging so that you can keep up with everything. And, you know, it's a good way to monitor in situations where you may be taking on surface water or diminishing water supplies. Um, a lot of uh, water supplies have a lot of, uh, you know, particulate in it or iron, and it builds up around the screens, and you'll actually lose flow throughout the year. I learned this the hard way several years ago. NRCS come up to stab a well. We get an easy 2,200 gallons a minute on our farm. It's reading 16. I'm like, there's something wrong with your flow meter. Well, we jump across the road and stick it on the next one. It's 2,200 gallons per minute. So then I call the guy that monitors the well, and I said, have you noticed this well? It's not been uh, irrigating like it normally does. And he said, yes, sir, I've just been you know, running it a little longer and getting it done. 
when really it was only about an hour fix. But again, this is a guy who's an employee and, and he just wants to get finished and I don't blame him. And this is a situation that I can't monitor from afar. So I missed it. So now I'm burning more fuel, my crops hurting longer and therefore I'm inefficient. So the only way that I could think of to monitor that situation is with a flow meter. One other thing on the flow meter that, that it does give you in a tailwater situation, when you've got trash and stuff stopping up that screen all the time, a flow meter lets you know real quick where you're at as far as stopping up. And we can even send you notifications. If your flow drops below a certain rate, you get notified, or you can, we can automate it to turn off the pump at that point too. So real important in a, flow, in a tailwater situation, those flow meters are, are really helpful. Um, I've heard both of you all mention weather stations a couple times. Let's talk about the weather stations a little bit. Why are, why are they so important? I mean, today, is, as we all know, there are um, apps where they predict the weather, right? Or they tell us how much rain they think we got. Why, why is a weather station so much different? Well, it, it's what's actually going on at a field level. And uh, in the situation of where our farm resides, and we have four different farmers on one network now sharing about 12 weather stations that they strategically set up about every three radial miles. So they're all able to see each other's weather stations on the app. And again, they know what's actually happening on the farm from a wind perspective. And with all of the uh, problems that we've had with different pesticides these days, that's become very beneficial because believe it or not, most people's weather data is coming from other resources that are usually airports, maybe 15 to 20 miles away. Um, this gives them a way to know exactly what's going on so they don't hurt their neighbors and they have a record of what was really going on when they did it. Um, it has rain buckets on them that uh, tip every tenth of an inch. So down to a tenth of an inch, they know exactly what what happened on the farm. And, uh, and there's also things being recorded that I think will get us on down the road of predictability later on, like solar radiation, evapotranspiration, humidity, um, temperature, those things uh, from an agronomic standpoint, looking at where you can push crops, I think on down the road, that's going to be really uh, beneficial because it's actually in the field. It's not being uh, captured from satellites in the sky or weather stations 20 miles away. It's what's going on on your farm. And I, I'll, I'll, I use Brandon's farm and their weather stations as a kind of a demo when I'm showing customers. You can pull up their weather stations, Kelly. And I think you've got, what, nine or ten total. And the wind is never blowing the same way, ever. There's never a southwest six-mile-an-hour wind. It's north, northwest, south. So if I'm spraying a crop, regardless of what it is, that's really valuable data right there. And then to back it up, we can also automate to rain. So we talked a little bit about that. But if it rains that half inch, you can automate where you get notified where it turns the pump off. So weather stations are pretty key. I wouldn't. We, we recommend those on every system we put in. So I know before we got started here, we were talking a little bit about moisture sensors. We're talking about soil moisture sensors, just the, the kind of the uh, uh, difficulty sometimes of getting enough of those out into the, into the trade, let's say. But tell me about the Smart Farm moisture sensors and what they're actually used for. Well, the, the Smart Farm system is really a – a telemetry unit that will attach to soil moisture sensors so you can pick the sensor of your liking and attach it to it. Um, 
and really the way I like to see it used, uh, I always like to preach that, you know, the scientists would like to have a soil moisture sensor in every field. We don't farm fields, we farm farms. So I'm always looking from a, from a perspective of how can you really deploy this technology and use it. And so in those three-mile radial weather network zones I mentioned, I would like to see one in each of those zones. And then you have something on a weekly or daily, you know, um, perspective to take a look at and go, hey, what's going on at 12 inches, 15 inches in the soil in this this weather zone that I have? And, and if, how much rain did I get in the last seven days? What's the weather forecast look like? Am I willing to gamble three days of not irrigating because we got a 70% chance of rain at the end of the week? If you stop and make those kind of decisions, um, you usually will make a good one and you don't over irrigate. And when it, in soybeans especially, um, I think a lot of people over irrigate because they just automatic. They're so scared of the next week that they just go ahead and pull the trigger, and then they wind up getting the half-inch to an inch rain at the end of the week. And what do they do the next week? They have to pay to apply chemicals. They're over-irrigated. They're going to take a crop loss because of the over-irrigation, and now they're behind. Or they irrigate again because they're scared of the next week. And so I wouldn't base the whole farm on the data coming off the soil moisture sensors. But you use it as, a, as an input to start making better decisions with, you know. So, so taking information from weather forecasting, what's going on at the farm level, and what's at the subsurface soil level, and trying to be a little better than we were 10 years ago. Makes sense. One, one of the things that I know in this part of the country makes more difference than it will in some of the other places that people might hear this podcast, but we're in an area where there's a lot of rice. A lot of what we call zero grade rice where the water level stays at the same level all the time and i know one of the moisture sensors or or one of the sensors that smart farm sells actually has the ability to turn the well on and off in those situations where the water gets to a certain level is that is that true Matt? That, that's true we, we actually call it a water level sensor and it's basically more or less a depth finder transducer sitting in a pipe that we put out in the middle of the field Wherever the field, uh, wherever the farmer wants it, it Bluetooths back to the pump um, so we can move that thing around throughout the year. But um, that thing, it'll, it'll read to a tenth of an inch. It'll even read subsurface water uh, as well. So as a farmer can set limits, he can go, I want it to turn on when we're a half inch. When I get to two and a half, I want to turn it off, however he wants to do it, or he can get notified again. And kind of the same way on the, the moisture sensors to Brandon's, we, we were talking about those. On these things, that we also graph both those sensors. So when you pull up our app and you open the water level sensor or the moisture sensor, it actually shows a graph. One cool thing about soil moisture sensors especially, you know, everybody's always skeptical. Is it really telling me the truth here? Well, you can watch it when it rains, and we put them at different depths on soil moistures. When it rains, that top that top moisture sensor, boy, it spikes up. The second, usually about six inches, it spikes, and then 13 inches spikes as well. Hey, it, it rained. It, they spiked and it shows on the graph. What happens is two days later, that's those first two that are three and six inches, man, they're dropping off the table here. And all of a sudden, this is when you're driving around. My farm's dry all of a sudden. You start looking at that one at 13 inches, though, 
the drop-off's not, it's always holding more water. So that's the kind of information that those things do give us. And on our, on our app, we make it simple. Uh, same way with the water level sensor. It's a graph situation. And so you, you open it up, you see real time. You can see when it rained. You can see when you watered. So they're both real, real important in the farm today. Uh, one thing we've been talking about, the items, the, the things about the system that work, the, the pieces of equipment, if you will. And me not really being a farmer, I mean, I'm around farming. I've, I've been around farming my whole life, but went to the website, downloaded the demo for this because I wanted to be able to see it, have a little information about it. And the interface on that phone and on the app, to me, is unbelievable. I mean, the inter interface is really, really good. Brandon, once you speak to that a little bit, what all, what all can I see when I, if I'm on my phone or on my iPad? What's that interface doing for me? Um, well, first of all, I just want to say, when you talk about interfaces and, and all the technology that comes at us today, um, what they refer to as UX, the user experience, that that's what has to be golden if people are going to use it. And when we got started, I I told uh, our partners in Kentucky, I said, listen, you know, it, what what they did so well in the home automation company that they developed and sold is the user interface. I was like, because it's easy. And I said, if you take different technologies in ag, John Deere is real good at this. I call it red, yellow, green. It's just, it's easy. So we have to make it easy to operate, and, it, and the user wants to use it. Back to my 60-plus-year-old my dad. God, he's going to kill me for saying that. Don't y'all know that? He'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> he, need, he needs a little something yeah. every now and then to fire but, him up. Right? But he, re he really, he hops on it and has no problem getting around on it, and that's what we were going for. Um, and so that's what those guys are really good at. And, and, and so I do believe that we have a, a world-class interface to, to take all this information in. Uh, basically, you're, you're able to monitor all aspects of what's going on in one place, on one app. You're not having to log in, text separate wells, um, you know, all the things that you can run into with web-based type applications. This is a, an app on your phone that you open up and you're securely into your network that you own, the data you own, everything is happening inside of the app. Weather, pump control, soil moisture data, water level data, maintenance, and even the health of the app itself is in there. So you can actually look at the nodes in the field that are on solar panels and communicate via RF and say, is the batteries charging? Is it communicating? Do we have any problems? You can see everything from one place, making it real easy. That was and the goal. I noticed on the on the just the home page when it comes up, you know, there's all the wells are right there on that same screen. All the weather stations are right there. I May mean, I go punch that well? I can see the information for that well. You can really navigate it well. It's inside. Yeah, you that can, one screen, that one home screen, I can go just about anywhere I want to and monitor anything I want to. Yeah, you can populate it the way, like a, I would say, like a, a bank statement or a credit card. I told them you could touch the top and go from least to greatest or greatest to least. That way, like when Matt was talking about fuel levels, instead of hunting and pecking through there, you can touch fuel, and it's going to go from the least amount of fuel to the greatest. Battery, you know, least charge to the greatest, and then you can get to your problems even faster. And even, even to take it a step further, like you said, when you open the app up, you're basically looking at your farm. You're looking at all your wells laid out throughout your farm. They color-coded this thing. Green means we're good. We can go turn that pump on. Red, we got a problem. 
Blue means I'm running. So at that point, I can click on that pump, see exactly what's going on. I can back it out and go to a different screen if I want. But it's immediate, immediate. As soon as you open it, you know exactly what, where you're at on irrigating. So let's, let's just briefly here, we're getting close to our time here, but let's briefly talk about how, how does a grower get the technology? I mean, where you can go to the website, obviously, it's smartfarm.ag, I believe. Is that correct? That's correct. Smartfarm.ag and, and can look at the. But if, if he decided today, look, I want to learn more about this, what's his avenue? Where does he need to go? Probably the best way right now, I, I'd love for him to go to the website and click that contact button, but you can also go to any, any of your John Deere dealers around here uh, in northeast Arkansas, especially, and we're expanding that dealer network as we go. But right now, um, any of the Greenway guys, any John Deere in this area would be great. And if a guy was outside one of our John Deere dealers, he could go to the website, get contacted. And we'll contact him contact with the dealer. Him yep. directly. That, yep. Okay, that makes sense. Any, any last thoughts you, you guys have about the system? Uh, obviously, really enjoyed the conversation. I think irrigation is something that probably is, uh, from a public standpoint, it's probably the least understood. Maybe has some some bad perceptions about maybe Absolutely. sometimes. Uh, but it, this is one of those things where I think we're trying to harness that a little more and get people to understand. So I appreciate y'all being on here. But y'all have any more thoughts or comments? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I would just you know like for everyone to consider the fact that that growers are adapting this and it's. It's not just because of efficiency. It's because they're natural stewards of the land, trying to take care of things. And, you know, as you're, you're seeing food change right before our eyes, I, I believe we're going to arrive at what we call a sustainable product. And a sustainable product has to be irrigated, but it's not over-irrigated. And, and, and so I just I always like to highlight that. Like, you know, these guys are they're really down-to-earth good people that want to preserve that land and do better things and that that's what's really cool about this industry is seeing people who love what they do taking care of business it's a great comment great comment yeah and i'll, I'll just uh to kind of piggyback off that one thing that that um i really love about the app and what i what i see farmers when using the app is it, it, they can manage their farm for the first time in a very organized way quickly easily and uh, you know everybody like brandon said i mean you're we're fighting so many problems now commodity prices weather there's so many things going on smart farm makes those lives a little bit easier and we'd love to show you a demo so it's well said well appreciate you guys coming in today uh, i think it's going to be very informative i think people enjoy listening to what you had to say so really appreciate you being here this is the seed cast brought to you by armor seed start strong plant armor